This episode of Chasing Dreams is sponsored by the brand new podcast, Your Personal Hype Man with Amy J. For more information, please visit yourpersonalhypeman.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Allison Burns. I'm Lulu Picard. And we're the host from the hit comedy podcast, 10K Dollar Day. And we're here with Chasing Dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams Podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams Podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Dream Chasers, this is Amy J. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 217 of Chasing Dreams. It is March, it is Women's History Month, and the best way to kick it off is with these two ladies here, guys. I am so stoked to have you. Alice and Lulu, thank you for tuning in. Thank yeah, you for we're having so happy. I don't know how to do this and talk at the same time as you. <laughs> There's so much planning that I don't... I'll just hold up my hand. Yeah. Oh, okay. So your turn, you're going to raise your hand when, the, when they answer our question? It's me. No, my turn. No. <laughs> These guys are hilarious. So I we met at MapCon, now in the podcast conference. Yeah. But back when it was MapCon, you know, back in the day. And you guys were doing a talk and it was so freaking hilarious <laughs> and honest. And I was like, oh, we gotta, we gotta have you on. Because you're doing something that you're passionate about. And you made a podcast and it was interesting. And I'll let you talk a little bit about how the podcast came about, but that was intriguing to me. Not because yeah. of the struggles that you were going through, yeah. but <laughs> that because of it, something so awesome has come up. And we'll talk about the podcast in a second, but how did you two meet? Well, we actually were performing together. We were both cast in Rent, the musical, um, at, a, at a theater in St. Pete. The, uh, Florida, and uh, we were Maureen and Joanne. So we were kind of thrust together in this show. And I like to say we were instant best friends. And um, <laughs> if I'm like constantly contradicting you about that, I don't contradict her, everyone. It's not, that's, I'm I okay just, with the statement of that. Fact. I don't want to speak for you. You know, it may have, you may have like needed a little, it might not have been love at first sight for you. I don't know. Yeah, it really wasn't until 2017 that I really started enjoying hanging out with her. Mm. Uh, No, just kidding. So Rent was about, I don't know, eight, nine years ago. Yeah. Right? And and we started to get cast in all sorts of different shows together, um, culminating in us being cast together in a show in New York. Mm -hmm. So while we were in New York doing an off-Broadway show, we lived together. And we've just been best friends ever since. I mean all joking aside, ever since we did Rent, we became super close mm-hmm. really, really quickly. And um, the podcast was kind of born out of that. Yeah. Yeah. And you talk about it a little bit on the website and in your show, how when you guys live together, because there is really nothing bonding, more bonding than living <laughs> together. In and, New York. <laughs> right. And, and talk a little bit about how this show came about, because it's, an offshoot of something you guys did together traditionally, which I right. thought was so cool. 
And to be fair, we actually, we were so poor. We actually didn't live in New York. We were like way, way out in like Brooklyn, way like far towards Coney Island. Uh. Um, So I don't even consider that like New York City. Um, (laughs) But because of that commute every night, we'd get out of a show at 10 p.m., 10.30. And sometimes it would take us up to two hours on that train to get home. Were you taking LIR? It, no, it was the D. It was the D. We were yeah. living in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, which is about seven stops from Coney Island. So it's seven stops from the end. So if anybody is familiar with New York, we'd have to take like the E train from Midtown over to change to the D train to go to Brooklyn. And it was a long, long commute. And it took us so far that we ended up in neighborhoods. Do you know what I mean? Like you can't even see the city anymore. So then you'd have to get out and then you're walking in like a, just a residential place. Like people have cars and it's like, (laughs) then you got to walk, you know, a few blocks to your apartment. So it was a Mm -hmm. long haul and we, uh, we were very poor, you know, off Broadway salary. And we knew we were always coming home to like ramen noodles Mm -hmm. or string cheese. Um, (laughs) <laughs> we were so healthy. <laughs> Listen, it is expensive to eat healthy. It's so expensive. Especially in New York. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we would uh we came up with this game where we'd sit on the train and we would ask each other, hey, what would you do right now if you had ten thousand dollars? And we always say it normally revolved around getting like room service at some fancy hotel, getting a spa service, just sleeping in a really comfy bed at some, mm-hmm. you know, Ritz Carlton or whatever. Um, and so we just played that game a lot, just kind of dreaming on the subway as we, as we got back to our tiny little apartment with our ramen noodles. It was kind of a fun way for us to pass the time. And uh, yeah, so when we decided we wanted to start creating work for ourselves, just because we were kind of tired of waiting to get hired, we wanted to create opportunity and we knew we wanted to do something together. Mm-hmm. We had done a couple of cabarets together where we would um, do kind of stand up and, and sing and sing songs and whatnot. And uh, so we wanted to go ahead and figure something out like that. And she's, you're the one who said the podcast. I didn't even know what it was. She didn't know what a podcast was. I was like, oh yeah, we should do something. We wanted to create something with a regular schedule. We wanted to be consistent creators, which as actors, a lot of times you're just waiting for people to have projects that can include you and you're very grateful for them. But there was something, you know, we just both hadn't booked, I think, in a while. And so we were just talking about wanting to make time, A, for creation, and B, because we both live in two separate places, we wanted to have a reason to create together on a consistent basis. And I said, we could do a podcast. And Allison's like, I have no idea what that is, but sure, let's do it. And she goes, what does that involve? And I said, it involves not putting on makeup. And she said, I'm in. Um <laughs> So we started it and um, we, re- we didn't even have a topic yet. We just knew that maybe podcasting would be an avenue for us to do something creative. Okay. But I listened to enough podcasts where I knew I wanted there to be a theme. <laughs> um, you know, I was like, we're not I, sure we could just talk about things, but let's have a theme. Uh, and I'm not sure which one of us realized that we already had this thing that we do mm-hmm. and we talk about and we plan. And we said, well, what if we really took that to the nth degree and we planned how to spend $10,000 in a day in all different places of the world? And it's, it's great because I've always 
you know, been super interested in travel and, and this was a fun way to do it. I did not realize when we started the podcast, uh, in January of 2018, that Alison Burns had never traveled anywhere, had no stamps in her passport, like literally have didn't. a passport? I do now. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And we have <laughs> since, because of the podcast, we've gotten her a stamp in the pot in the passport, but I just did, I didn't know. And we have had so much fun kind of learning together because I am very well-traveled, but there's still a lot that I don't know. There's so many places in the sure. world. Now that we're at episode 112, I think we just released. Fantastic. And so each of us has researched about 110 places to spend $10,000. And we've only repeated locations, I want to say under five times. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that a rule? Is that a rule? Try not to go to the same place? No, it's not a rule. Uh, we don't, every week, we don't know where each other have picked, basically. So it's always a surprise. That's kind of where mm-hmm. the improv and some of the comedy comes in is that I don't know where she's going. We've never picked the same place on the same day. We've gotten really close. Like I would have had one and she says it. I was like, I was almost going to go there. <laughs> um, but because there's so many and I'm terrible at keeping track of things, I'll just forget that she went there. And I'll just start planning a day. And she'll be like, I did that in episode blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. But it's still crazy because I didn't do the same thing she did. Because we're very, we're very different people on how we would spend this money. And so it's really funny to see like the things she would do as opposed to what I would do in the same exact city. So yeah, it kind of it still works. It's really cool, though, because I have watched some of your episodes. And I'm like learning about these places. Like uh, you wanted to go to New Delhi and mm-hmm. I think you wanted to go to Rome. And I'm like, I've been to both places, but I'm still like, well, now I want to go back. <laughs> I've never been to some of these things. Now, yeah. and it's interesting to see how much, and you guys really do your research. Yes. Really oh yeah. You do your research, not just about that. You guys, I, I love your segments because uh, you got uh, one, your latest obsessions mm-hmm. are always fun to hear and see what new thing to kind of yeah. find out, which by the way, Lulu, thank you for the, Tip on the wrapping the cores for Mac. <gasps> Wait, okay. hold on. We have to give credit where credit is due. We learned that from another podcaster, Alan Seals from the Theater Podcast. Okay, who watched me like roll up my cord <laughs> and, and like. <laughs> Oh yeah, there were there was a lot of judgment eyes from him. He's very good friends with us, and he showed he showed that to me, and I I thought that the world. I, d- I thought I had not understood the world until that moment. <laughs> it's a game changer. It is yeah. such a game changer. So it what is. we're, yeah, t- but tell the people what we're talking about because I don't describe it well at all. Uh, yeah, I don't know. If, okay, so guys, if you have a MacBook Air, a MacBook Pro, a MacBook, whatever, and it, it comes with the brick charger with a short cord and a long cord. Yeah. To wrap it, we normally just kind of wrap up the big end. Yeah, 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 there you go. And then just kind of throw it in. That's not what you're supposed to do. No. That's not the intent. Watch the YouTube video. Allison is showing. You wrap the long cord. Uh, this one first. And then the short cord goes around it. So that yeah. it all... So get the long one, and then the short one keeps it together. It's amazing. It's, it's amazing. no longer a mess in your backpack. Yep. Yeah. And takes up less space. Yes. Yeah. That's it's the a- point. I think, I don't know if that's the way it was designed and we just weren't told. So it becomes like this elite club. You know, you can find the person at Starbucks that knows how to do it. And you're like, that guy, Mm -hmm. that guy's on my team. 
It's a secret club, right? Yeah. It's a secret sign when you see someone do it. I feel like that's why they don't initiate you when you buy it. It's right. a yeah. ceremony. You get this beautiful package. It's like, uh, I feel like you, somebody should have showed me that because I'm yeah. wasting it. <laughs> yeah. it but I wouldn't have known if you hadn't shared your obsession. Like you guys have these yeah. fun segments, obsessions, your 10K dollar day, the 10K giveaway, which mm-hmm. I really love enjoying because I'm all about uh, charity and donating yeah. and giving back. So I love that you guys do that. And then you have um, the happy. What's mm-hmm. your happy as a hashtag, which is such a fun thing to do and talk about. And, you know, the fact that you guys are doing these things, what I love about it is one, it's positive. It's very like you don't allow your limitations to hold you back. What stops you from imagining? You guys take it to that step. So if you want to go to New Delhi, if you want to go to Rome, if you want to go to all the places you've listed, you're ready. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's also funny because we we are a comedy podcast. So we do want everyone to leave at the end of the day, having spent however long the episode is, just having fun and laughing. Oh, and yeah. sometimes as we're doing this travel research, like there have been a couple places that I've chosen to go where if you went in real life, the historical sites would be super... Uh, could be traumatic for some people or there's just been the site of battles or the, or places that we've just gone. And I always say, that's not this trip. I always, you know, I, I always say when we're recording, there are lots of pla- other places to go that are historically important. And that would be something we're going to go to some other places. So we have to always remember too, that, that some of these places that we research, it's our job to make that a comedic place while still mm-hmm. respecting the the actual personality of that city, you know, and, and it, that's a delicate place too, because we don't ever want to seem like we're glossing over it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that's just not what we're, what we want out of the hour. We just want you to find something positive yeah. where that and we, is. And we also try to find things like you had said, you've been to both of these places, but you didn't know that these things were yeah. there. So that's part of our, our goal, I think too, is to find like, the, uh, these odd things that you didn't know existed or these crazy luxury experiences that, you know, we can't even believe cost that much, um, you know, or just yeah, finding the comedy in it. There was one time I couldn't get the money up in Peru. So I bought a llama at a llama farm, just things like that, that like, yeah. who does that? Well, if I had 10 K to spend in one day, you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, we do try to highlight things that maybe, people wouldn't have found. And it's great actually to see some of our listeners then travel to these places. We've had a few people send us videos of them doing what we've said. And it's insane. It's the coolest thing ever. Mm -hmm. Little things like trying some... uh, There was like an espresso inside of a... uh, a An ice cream cone. Ice cream cone. Yeah. In Vienna, there's a little walk-by cafe that you can get a cappuccino in a chocolate-lined ice cream cone and you drink it out of the ice cream cone. And I found this place, I put it in a day, and then one of our, we call our listeners our bays, our 10K dollar bays. So one of our bays sent us a video of him trying it in Vienna. You know, (laughs) we've had a few people try try stuff for us because we can't get the Not yet, at least. Yeah, exactly. We don't have the 10K yet. (laughs) Not yet. But this is the thing is that you're taking them on this journey, Mm -hmm. right? And with the world being the way the world is right now, looking and seeming like it's exploding internally, exploding, Mm -hmm. right? In different areas and different places, not just in the US. But you guys allow us to have and go on this journey with you. And it's such a positive thing. It's a great feeling because even though I can't be there, I'm like, 
that would be nice, you know, yeah. to just kind of give that and you, and you handle it responsibly. Like you, you guys are hilarious. <laughs> freaking hilarious. I know I told you that the first time I met you, I think <laughs> you're freaking hilarious. And you show that in the show. Even when I saw some of the live tapings that you had. Yeah. Hilarious in general. Like I, I can't wait for you to come to DC. Oh, uh, come, yeah. Come this area. I will be there. Okay. Yeah. I will absolutely be there. Uh, DC is on the schedule this, it is. this year. This year it is. Stop playing. Let me know. Okay. We will. I am. Well, there. We've, I mean, I do. Do I we know? know? Yeah. Well, oh, it's actually, we'll tell you. We'll, well, tell you. Yeah, okay. we'll work that out. And I will let you guys know as soon as they're there because hilarious. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So outside of the podcast, because that's not the only thing you do, right? You guys are oh, no. so busy, <laughs> right? Um, acting, creating, directing, choreography, lyricist. Yeah. Uh, you guys are doing it all, it seems <laughs> like. But you're actually not in the same place. So Lulu, you're in New York now? I am. Mm-hmm. So when did you leave Florida for New York? Um, I left in about 2014 or 2015. It was when we did the show together in New York. I kind of just never came back. <laughs> um, and I travel a lot for work. So I am in New York right now of the <laughs> second, but I usually am in a hotel room or just in a company housing somewhere. So uh, I am not always in the same place as Allison at all. Mm-hmm. And Alyssa, you're directing now, right? Can you tell us a little bit? That's about right. Story? Yeah, I'm directing a show. Um, I live in like St. Pete, Florida, and we have a great theater in Tampa here called the Strauss Performing Arts Center. And I'm directing um, a show with five women that's called Shout. And it's this mod musical that's all music from the 60s and 70s. So I'm directing that down at our Performing Arts Center here. Um, yeah, so that keeps me pretty busy. And then, you know, I'm a mom with two kids that also keeps me very busy. Um, one of which just started driving yesterday. Oh, gosh. All the, um, best. all the best. Yep. Uh, and then Lulu and I, besides having the podcast together, we actually have a company called Find Your Light Coaching, mm-hmm. where we coach students uh, in voice and acting, audition coaching. And uh, she does that remotely via Skype. And then mm-hmm. she also has some students in New York. And then I have, we have an actual uh, physical studio here. Oh, wow. That uh, we have about fifty-five students that I teach throughout the week, um, along with wow. two other teachers that we have. So that's another kind of full-time business for us as well. <laughs> this is amazing. So, because the reason I ask, um, have you guys always been so confident in pursuing what your dreams are, pursuing your opportunities? Because a lot of people, especially women, don't feel like they can, especially moms, working mothers, or just feel like that's it. That's my life. Yeah. It's done. Uh, have you guys always had that? I have. I don't know if I know what my dreams are. Mm-hmm. And I, this is, so I'm sorry, Amy, if this is counterintuitive for what you want me to say, but I, um, it's honest. I, as a rule, do not try to specify or identify my dreams too much because I am scared that it closes doors for me or closes, um, kind of like limits my definition of what my dream is, if that makes sense. So for me, where I am now, which is amazing is, has been just kind of like a series of where I've been, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. That was so deep. (laughs) 
didn't make me to make it that deep. Allison, though, is like the complete yeah. way, and it drives me bonkers. Yeah, we're like complete polar opposites when it comes to like that kind of personality. Sure. Like, I say everything I want and I manifest it and I secret that stuff. I'm like, ooh, this is going to happen in yeah. 2021. Do it. And, and I'm so the opposite. Yeah. And I'm not afraid of it. I'm like, let's just do it. Whatever happens, happens. Like if we fail, who cares? And she's like, no, no, no. She, she's very methodical. She thinks about it. She wants to make sure it's going to work. But that's, that's the best part about us. Like we can kind of give and take and we help each other out. And Mm -hmm. she teaches me how to like step back and like (laughs) think about things first, you know? Yeah. And And so... Yeah. And I teach her how to say things out loud and then she'll go, Oh my gosh, I just said it out loud. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> I you saw know? that. Um, I think it was your keto. Yeah. When you guys were doing keto last uh-huh. year and the, the moment, Oh, I said it. And uh, so I, I could get that. And it's not that you're not going against the grain or anything. I think there are two schools of thought and not mm-hmm. one is wrong or the other is right. Anything like that. People who, even though you're not calling it out or saying it, you're still doing what you want. Right. And I think that's the key. You're not allowing other people to put down or put limits on you. So whether you define it or not, you're still doing something you're passionate about. You just may not know what it is the next moment. Yeah. I mean, I've realized um, a few times in my life that um, I, I know that I have to be in this industry, in the entertainment industry, Mm -hmm. If I'm not working in that industry, I it gets I go crazy. But I'm also very different in the sense that I don't have kids and I'm not married. So um, what that means is if work is not going well for me, I don't really have anything else at home to like sustain me, if that makes sense. Um, it would be... I mean, I don't even have a dog right now. So literally, like if I'm working at a job that is not part of who I am, then I spend 14 hours a day doing that and then coming home and being like, well, I guess it's time to go to work again tomorrow, which I think some people are really wired for. And people who have people at home waiting for them probably have a whole other way of energizing throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just don't have that. I don't have that luxury in my life. So I just kind of have to make sure that whatever I'm doing for the little amount of money I have is something that sustains me. Yeah, absolutely. And I get that. And I think the thing about life and the importance of this episode is to see that you can have it both ways. You can do it either way. There's no right or wrong. Both of you are living life. You're you're being happy. You're working. You're doing stuff that's hilarious. And you're still making an impact on society with what you're doing. I think that's important to see both sides. Now, mm-hmm. I'm all about the dream chase. It's not necessarily about the end result. I think, you know, life yeah. is too short. You may not get to that end result because life is short. You just don't right. know what will happen. That you got to just live the way you want to live. And I think too many people aren't, especially women. Um, and that's, you know, to hear that you kind of manifest stuff, Allison, is is awesome. But there are some women out there who are family, working moms, et cetera, and just struggle with that. I mean, yeah, you may even have some students who are in that position. So what would you say to those individuals who are in that kind of similar position as you and have been kind of defining themselves only as a mom or a wife or something like that? Because it seems like you also have your own definition of who you are and what you're doing. I don't want to speak for you yeah. in that sense, but 
Yeah. What would you say to that? Well, I think women, especially moms, are afraid of being what they consider selfish. And um, I think you have to get past that. I think that the word selfish is an okay word. I am selfish. And if I feel like there is something that um, is presenting itself to me that's going to make me happy, then then do it. And I think that too many times we, you know, think about other people first. And yes, there is that, you know, aspect, especially with kids and your husband, but ultimately it's your life. And I think if we can get, get over that stigma of like, you know, putting everyone else always first, that just be a little selfish. That's what I would tell moms across the board. Just be selfish for a little while. Do, you know, make the decisions that are going to make you happy because ultimately the people that you're raising, they're going to be fine because if you're happy, they're going to see that. And then you're raising, you know, these strong individuals who then see that, Oh, it's okay to be selfish. So it trickles down from that. Um, so that's a big thing for me. Um, there are times that I will accept a job and it takes me away from home for a little while. And do my kids whine about it? Absolutely. But I always go, you're going to be fine. <laughs> like you're going to be fine. You really are. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't let that stick with me. Do I miss them? Absolutely. But I know like you said, you summed it up. Life is short and it can be gone in a blink of an eye. So I am a firm believer that whatever is making you happy right now, keep doing that. And the second that it doesn't make you happy, stop doing it. Stop doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the best way to put it. And the thing I, I love about that is um, it's very... I feel like people, if you don't take care of yourself, if you're not selfish... You're actually doing a disservice to everyone else mm -hmm. because you're not taking care of yourself as well as you could if you were being mindful of yourself. Yeah. You know, and so I, I'm glad you said that because I think oftentimes people put other people in front of themselves. And unfortunately, like you said, life is short. You got to just kind of own it. Yeah. And Lulu, for you, when you are working and trying to go from one job to the other, as with the coaching and everything like that, how do you decide? what's next for you? Do you just kind of have a sense of what you want to do? I feel like I float along mm -hmm. a lot. And a part of that is because as a freelance artist, I think that again, like we were saying, you're, you're not always in control of your schedule. You kind of just do what slots in and I travel all the time. Um, but yeah, I don't really have long-term plans. They're, they seem to always be defined to kind of by the project I'm doing, which I'm very happy doing. That doesn't, it's not something that eats away at me. And I think mm -hmm. there are some people that that might really bother. Um, I'm okay with it. So I kind of go from short-term project to short-term project. And that's really guided what I've been doing. And it's also guided um, who my friends are because a lot of my close friendships are kept virtually. So my best friends are people that I talk to on the phone all the time. It's not, it's not necessarily the people that I see on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So that has also been a big factor in the intimacy of my circle, I think. Um, yeah. So I just kind of, I just kind of float around, which there are pros, there are pros too, and there are cons too. Sure. And I think that that phase of my life, I would, I think it's going to be ending at some point when I want it to end. But um, for now, that's kind of what's happening. So but I, like, I like that you define it as a phase, not because it's temporary, but because it's your choice. It is my choice to an extent. 
extent, there, there's a there's a thing that happens sometimes when I go and work at different places. So I do a lot of regional theater work and I'll go to North Carolina and I'll go to California and, and work with different people. And I'm meeting these people for six weeks at a time. Sure. And there's always a conversation. It's really interesting that, uh, that if there's a woman who's maybe 10 years older than me in the project or in the cast, at some point they look, there's a conversation that happens where they go, it's amazing how you've chosen uh, your career first. There's some conversation that they have about that and they'll bring it up. And I've never felt that way. I actually don't know if this is the lifestyle I would have chosen if life didn't work out this way. It just kind of is the way it is. And I'm happy with the way it is. But I think um, not everybody is living the life they chose, but not everybody is mad about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I, I don't know that I chose to be itinerant all the time. And it, it sounds kind of glamorous and fun for like a year at a time, but I've been doing it since 2015. Um, but at the same time, I'm, I am happy with a lot of the things that have happened to me and a lot of the opportunities that have afforded, you know, come, come across my way because of it. But I, I think that we have to be really careful sometimes of assuming that even if everything's going really, really well, that that everything leading to that was a choice. Very good point. It's a very fair point. You went deep again. I know. It's look, it's the morning. I'm ready for the day. <laughs> I'm like, be selfish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I think that's the thing. Life is variable. Each person yeah. is going to be different. Whatever's happening is happening. And I think Lulu makes a great point. Not everything is a choice. We may think it's a choice. Mm-hmm. And um, I do think I fell into that trap of saying that's your choice because I think back on other women in my life who are in different situations. One who's living at home and kind of doing that freelance life also mm-hmm. as a business entrepreneur. But I remember having conversations where she said, you know, I need to get out from where I am because I think I'm everything that's happening is because of her circumstances. And if she doesn't change the circumstances, she won't open herself to other possibilities because she's yeah. not thinking about it. And so sometimes we just, we just, we're so focused on one perspective. We forget about that. Yeah. You know, out of sight, out of mind, I think. Mm-hmm. So for both of you with your coaching, which is actually very cool that you're doing also, you see a lot of new generation people, maybe even older generation people who are kind of, is this a hobby for them? Are they going into acting or uh, what you're coaching for them for full time? Or is this uh, a second adventure for them? We have all levels actually yeah. that we coach. So um, because I live in New York, most of the people that I coach are professionals who are getting ready for an audition. They've got a big audition and they want to run through the music or they need to go through their, um, their scenes that they have to do. So we actually have students in three or four Broadway shows right now. Um, and a couple Broadway tours. And I also taught at Pace university last semester. I taught in the musical theater program. So I was teaching, um, pre-professionals, mm-hmm. but, um, we also have kids like, mm-hmm. and, and people who are just learning. I think Allison, didn't you, haven't you taught a couple people, who are not professionals like public speaking mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it kind of all comes through the same thing. The Skype coaching has really opened it up for that. So Technology, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's incredible. We can teach anyone all over the country. Yeah. We definitely have 
um, at least in our studio here, I have a lot of students that are young that are just kind of trying to find their passion. So, um, you know, just like they would take a dance class. Um, it's, they like to sing. So their mom or dad wants to see, you know, if they have any, you know, that little extra oomph and some of them do, and some of them don't. And regardless, um, I think, we do two recitals a year, which means they have to get up and sing in front of people. And so regardless if it's going to, if I see like, oh, this could actually be their career or, oh, they don't really have the voice for it, but it's building their confidence. Um, It's getting them on a stage in front of people, which is going to help, you know, in multiple ways. Um, So yeah, we, it's really across the board. I mean, my youngest student right now is six. And I think the the oldest uh, gentleman that I teach is in his 60s. So it kind of, yeah, goes all the way across the board. I love hearing that because I think so many people think it's too late or it's mm-hmm. not, it's not early. It's too early for them to kind of do what they want to do. And I just think it's, life is about experimentation, yep. trying and seeing if it's for you. And especially because you guys are opening up doors where a lot of people in the past or what I would always hear is, if you're trying to make it in the industry, if you're trying to do entertainment, you have to go to New York, you have to go to LA. That's it. There's no in-between. If you're in the middle states, forget it. If you're in Florida, South, the Midwest, Central, it's just, there's nothing there for you. And for what you guys are saying, that's not the case at all. No, that that's one of my um, pet peeves mm. when I hear people <laughs> say that, especially about New York, because living in New York is not for the faint of heart and it's not for you have to love the industry more than New York. I feel when you're in New York. Um, but also uh, I run into a lot of actors who will say, I have to get on Broadway or if I don't get on Broadway, I won't have made it. Or they'll say, so, they'll say it about somebody else, you know, Oh, well they moved to New York, but they never booked that Broadway show. And then they had to like leave again. And that kind of goes along with what I was saying about how I don't like to be very specific about the definition of success, because I think that's, I very much associate it with that mentality of an actor of saying, if I don't book a pilot, um, it means I didn't make it. And most of the beautiful creative work that I've done has been in regional theater. It's Mm -hmm. not been in New York. It's been on smaller theaters that don't have to think of where their decisions aren't run by the dollar. They aren't run by trying to run longer than they already have budgeted for. So I think that there's like a, a little bit of freedom of creativity in regional theater that I don't get when I do commercial theater. So yeah, that whole idea of you have to come to New York, you have to do in LA, there is theater everywhere that's being done. That is good. It may not have the giant sets or it may not have a star in it, or it may not have automated things that go in and out, but it doesn't mean that it's not the best theater you'll ever experience, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys open that up. I mean, because you 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 get that, I guess. Do, do you get that? I mean, because you talked about it being a pet peeve, Lulu. But Allison, do you guys also get that with the students in Florida, or even your the ones virtually that you're taking in? Do they come in doubting that they could make it? Um, I I don't know if they come in doubting, but I think that that is the stigma a lot is that they think that they have to move yeah. to make it. Um, but it's really nice, and that's why you know. 
I always say that our company, uh, it's we're pre-professional training taught by professionals. So we don't just talk about it. We actually do it. So we're both constantly performing. Um, we're both members of you know the Actors' Equity Union. And we perform constantly so that our students can come see us and go, Oh, they're, they're actually doing what they're teaching, which I think is really important for them to see. And so like regionally here, I work constantly in theater whether it's directing or choreographing or on stage myself. So when the students can come see that and see, oh, this is great. I hope that that inspires them to realize that, you know, New York is not the end all be all. Is it great? Absolutely. Should you try it? Absolutely. I did. But at the same time, like you can do it anywhere. Regional theater is so great. Um, And you might have to hustle a little bit more, but I think that's character building, you know, I think, I think you it's, used the right word, hustle. Yeah, it, It's one of those things where there's nothing wrong with it. Right. It's just something I think, I think people look for the shortcut. And that's, yeah. that's the thing is there is no shortcut to it, regardless of what you're trying to do, where you're trying to be. You just got to put in the work for it. Absolutely. And being an actor is like, it's a full-time job mm-hmm. because you are your business. So every day you may not have something, you know, physically that you need to go to, but you need to get on the computer and you got to look up auditions or you need to, you know, uh, take a class or <laughs> just whatever. Like it's, it is a full-time job kind of selling yourself, yeah. you know, to different companies and to try to get into auditions and, and hone your craft. Um, which is why I love audition coaching. So, uh, I love when I get the students that are like ready to take it to the next level and they come in and they want to work on their book or find new songs that work for them or build their audition material. Um, so yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where people don't realize the, we set limits upon ourselves and then to see them kind of push past it and to take it to the next level is always exciting to mm-hmm. see and to know that you guys have a hand in it is also just as rewarding. I'm sure. Yeah. To play yeah. that part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, and I love... Um, I always... People always ask me, do you, would you rather perform or direct? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a fine line. I do love performing, but I actually get more nervous when I watch my students or my cast on stage because I know what I would do in a situation or how I would perform. But when I'm watching them, I get so nervous and I don't want them to mess up. And I like want everything to be there. So it's actually a very different feeling. And I love it. I love seeing people succeed. Um, I have, I, I always say I have zero ego when it comes to that sort of thing. Like if people have ideas that they want to throw in or if, uh, you know, they use in the industry a lot, your type, right? So if another blonde haired, blue eyed girl walks in, who's my friend who wants the job, absolutely. Let's, let's get you in the job. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just love people to succeed. I want everybody to find their own passion and do what they, you know, are passionate about. Um, yeah. That would actually be nice if people would support one another more versus try to sabotage one another. Agreed. Too much, too much energy to sabotage each other. I yeah. think so. <laughs> it's harder. That is a harder way to live. It's just yeah. so rough. Yeah, like the karma that just comes with it, the stress I know. of what you're doing and the aftermath. It's just, it's not worth it. I think, but right. Yeah. So, ladies, it's time to get to know you a little bit better. Okay. Oh, you have like index cards. We got yeah. five questions to ask, and randomly we shall choose. <gasps> Oh Ooh. my gosh. All right. 
I'm going to ask uh, one question to both of you. Okay. Take your turn okay. as to who wants to answer. Okay. What is your favorite cocktail? All right. So my standard cocktail, my hand went up so fast. <laughs> um, I'm so glad that my internet connection came back in time for that. I'm now like tethered to my phone, by the way. That's how, <laughs> that's how unstable the internet is in my apartment. Um, mine is gin and sparkling water. The bubblier, the better and lime. And that's it. Can't mess it up. I also don't like fancy cocktails because they always mess them up. They, it's never the way you want it. I hardly ever like anything super fancy in my cocktails. I don't like anything sweet. So I just, that's what I order. It's my gin, sparkling water, and lime. Very nice. Allison, what about you? Oh, it's so hard when I, okay, if I'm keto, if I'm keto, then I love whiskey with a little splash of water on the rocks with a little bit of bitter sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes an orange slice just to give a little citrus. If I'm not keto, just wine, any type of wine, red wine, white wine, sparkling wine, you name it, I'll drink it. It can be expensive. It can be cheap. Just wine. There you go. Yeah. See, I think for me, it would just be an old fashioned. Oh, those are great too. Well, it's kind of like you were going with yeah. it a little bit, essentially, right? Oh, but I also love Moscow mules. Those are really good. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> This is going to be a 15-minute segment now of just Allison listing what she likes to drink. All right. Number two, what is the perfect age to you? Oh. oh. I mean, 40. When we both reach our 40s, which is a long time from now, um, I think that's going to be a great year for both of us. You're so fired as a friend. Um, I think that my... Favorite. I don't. I don't think I have this. This entire interview was me not committing to saying things. If you've noticed, you're like, "What's your dream?" But I've like, them out loud. What's your favorite age? Do you want to go with it with the a range? Uh no, I don't because I don't think you can. Maybe ask me at the end of my life, right? Because like when I turned, I remember like like real changes of of who I thought I was at age 20. And I remember a real change at age 30, like age 30 was about like taking out the people in my life that I thought didn't make me a better person. Do you know what I mean? So I just remember these milestones and I don't know what the milestones are in the future. And I bet they're just as good as the ones I've passed. So I honestly don't know. I'm going to go with, I don't know then. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, did you need like a, like a blurb? No, I don't know. (laughs) There's no blurb. It's just to get to know you. So it's cool. All right. Number three. What was the best outdoor summertime concert you attended? Willie Nelson. Ooh. You guys. <laughs> I don't I, I think I've seen one concert and it was like DC Talk. <laughs> oh, DC Talk was bomb. You went to it? Yeah. That's the best. Okay. All right. DC Talk it is. I was like yeah, 10. Awesome. Toby Mac. And like Toby Mac went by and I like grabbed his hand. I was like, you touched me. DC Talk was a fantastic. I wish I could go, have gone to their concert. So. All right. All right. Willie Nelson's a good call too. <laughs> so we had such different childhoods. Yes, it we was. Did. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> See, and I would have gone with King's Fest in like... Uh, 2000 early 2000s toby mack was there it was the best uh casting crowns and a bunch of other people oh cool it was summertime i would have gone with that all right um number four yeah three 
Well, go, four. 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 four, number four, number four, 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 four. The problem with numbering things. Are you working to correct any of your faults? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to be better with money. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I'm trying <laughs> to do that too. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to do that too. <laughs> I feel like that wasn't the one you were thinking though. No, I was thinking like I'm trying to be more patient with things that I don't understand. Okay. That's a really great thing for you. Yeah. Because a lot of times if people don't think like I do, I don't get, I'm like, just get over it. Like I don't, I've been like really like, if I don't understand it, then I just cut it, just cut it. So I'm trying to be better about that. If I, if someone's going through something that I don't understand, just having patience and letting them experience it the way they experience it. That's a good one. Both are good ones and both (laughs) are things I should be working on. I think that this might be a direct correlation to my anxiety and how when sometimes when we're doing a project, I my anxiety is like super through the roof. And I know that Allison doesn't get that. So I have to tell her, I understand you don't feel what I'm feeling. I need you to know my mind is literally shutting down. And for the first few years, she'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when we, and I was like, no, 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 no. You need, you need to like, just acknowledge the fact that I'm having physical reactions to my anxiety and I just need to not be here anymore. And she'd go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now she's like, and now she goes, I understand that you are having reactions to your anxiety. And then she brings me a cocktail. Yeah. See, friendship. <laughs> it evolves. You learn about, about each other. You become patient. Yeah. It is. All right. Last question. Ready? Yeah. What is on your bucket list? One thing. Uh, I want to go to Santorini, Greece. And I want to do the uh, giant dress photo shoot on top of the like domed buildings. I like that. Yeah. I probably wouldn't do the photo shoot, but uh, Santorini is on my yeah. list. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I would like a savings account. <laughs> that's it's real. true. That's good. And it's that's good. Real. Yeah. I ain't mad at that. That's yeah. True. That's what I need. I need, I need, I need a savings account. I would love the specific thing is I would love to go 90 days without worrying about money. Oh, okay. That is legit. I'm yeah. going to copy that one too. It's yeah. a good one. It's a good one. It's a good one. Ladies, thank you so much for being on here and helping us celebrate Women's History Month and for just sharing your story and being so open and honest. I appreciate you. For these guys who are listening, if they want to catch up with you, how can they do so? Well, you can find our podcast at 10kdollardate.com. It's 10k10k dollar day. You can find that anywhere that you get podcasts. Um, and we also are on Instagram and Twitter at, at 10kdollardate.com. And my personal Instagram and Twitter is at Lulu Picard. It's like Picard, but with a T. <laughs> and Allison, what's yours? It's a underscore Allison Burns, one L. Um, and yeah, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. And then we also have a closed group that we'd love for everyone to join. And that is called 10K Dollar Bays, B-A-E-S. And we put a lot of fun extra stuff on there. And we also go live every Sunday night with our listeners. And we pick a topic and we all talk and it's a lot of fun. That is awesome. And guys, they are also on YouTube. 
That's I right. All the links, they're hilarious on YouTube. You got to watch them interact with each other. <laughs> even funnier. Um, that all and all the links will be on the show notes page, which you guys can find at amyj21.com slash episode 217. That's episode 217. All right, guys. Till next time, keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing. Keep chasing.